Elliot's giant head. Elliot's giant head. There was no Elliot's giant head. Yes, was there was. No, oh, I wasn't paying attention. I was. Well, why would you? I, no, I was trying to retrieve my cup of ketchup from underneath the seat in front of me, which I dropped. It was. Wah, wah. I, yeah, I did. Just like, tap the girl in front of me on the shoulder. Can you? My ketchup is under your chair. Can you? Can you get my ketchup, please? Also, can I have your number? <laughs> I'm right Alright, welcome to the Daily Screening Podcast. My name, as always, is Daily. Uh, joining me tonight, we have uh, my lovely wife, Jamie. Hello, Jamie. Hello. We have my brother, Tim, returning. Hello, Hello. Tim. Hey, buddy. I'm alive. And uh, we've got my partner in horticultural crime, Bartholomew Devon. Hello, Bart. I'm Groot. <laughs> you certainly <laughs> fucking are. Uh, and that is, of course, the cue. We tonight we are talking Guardians of the Galaxy. Talk about a fucking movie. So, look, I've been making the joke for for weeks now, uh, probably months now, that you know this is a movie that by all rights just shouldn't exist. Like that, I can't believe that this movie exists. And like that's just looking at it on paper. But now having emerged on the other side. Like it, only doubly so. Like exponentially more. I can't believe that this is a real movie that was allowed to happen. That people spent min- many millions of dollars and like put this out, and everyone went, "Yeah, fucking, this is great. Let's make more of these." And they will. And they will. And I, I, I could not possibly be happier about it. Well, this thing couldn't happen in anything but the Marvel universe these days. Yeah. Well, I suppose. I, we we talked about this a little bit uh, at one point about uh, you know send, sending Marvel to space, and this is sort of a new direction for them, a new chapter of their universe, um, and and I love it. Um, in fact, I kept thinking, uh, you know, at one point I I thought to myself, I don't need Star Wars anymore because I have this. I was I have the same Marvel thing, in space, yeah. and that has now scratched my Star Wars itch. You know, I'm sure. You know, I will certainly see a new the new trilogy and all these new Star Wars movies, and and I will be happy to do so. But uh, so long as I have the Guardians and all of this whole new Marvel weird outer space galaxy universe, um, that's that's all I need. See, the thing is, it didn't feel weird to me at all. What's going to feel weird to me is so. To me, this felt like ready. Ready for this? Mm-hmm. This seemed like a different branch <laughs> ah, yeah, of the Marvel nice. tree. Very um, nice. Well and done. I think the weird thing is when this gets tied up with yeah. the Avengers, which it's absolutely going to do. Oh sure, yeah, it's still a couple years out. I think it's seventeen is when they merge. Possibly. Well, so yeah, we it'll, you know we'll, we're going to get a Guardians two. I mean, this movie yeah, exactly, ends with yeah. a title card that says the Guardians of the Galaxy will return. So, and James Gunn is coming back to write and direct. So, we'll get Guardians two did, before Avengers three, yes. almost certainly. But didn't uh, they already they, announce they have Guardians two date? Yes, they yeah they gave Guardians two a release date. Yeah, they yeah. did. That was one of the few things they announced. In fact, so All I right. would be willing to bet we will see some of those threads tied together in that one uh we we don't necessarily know uh exactly you know jamie and i were talking about this in the car 
the next Marvel movie we're getting is Avengers 2. There isn't another Marvel movie between now and Avengers 2 next May. Which, like, first of all, that just makes my heart ache that it, it's that yeah. long for another really? Marvel movie. Yeah, um, but is this the longest gap they've had? It might be. Uh, Cap from the very beginning, like between Iron Man and whatever came after Iron Man. Well, yeah, Iron. No, the Hulk was in between. Uh, but nobody gave a shit about the Hulk. Exactly. exactly. Yeah. So, kind of, so basically, but I never was Iron. That that yeah. Comes. I mean, I think Avengers Two is probably going to be a little more Earth based. Um, Ultron is certainly, well, Ultron is, yeah. yeah, he's a domestic villain, essentially, um, so, so yeah. to speak. He's not Brainiac. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there are a lot of people saying that, uh, you know, Bruce Banner and the Hulk are not going to remain planet side by the time the movie's over. We'll see if that turns out to be true. Um, but there's a lot, there's still a lot of rumors that they're looking at a planet Hulk movie. Um, and it might not be a, a planet Hulk movie. Yeah. Planet Hulk. So planet Hulk is a storyline from the comics where basically the Hulk becomes too dangerous and out of control and they the Avengers see no alternative but to basically put him on a rocket and blast him out into space uh, and he yeah great storyline yeah that. exactly well, and and he, 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 he ends up on this gladiator planet exactly yeah and being the Hulk he know, just you know he beats he, the shit out of some people yeah he's um, but there's so but a lot of people are saying that um, while everybody got great reaction to the Hulk after Avengers they're still a little cagey about a full-on Hulk standalone movie. I mean, there's only so much you can do with the Hulk. By there's himself. already two of them, right? Or is it just one in the? Well, there's yeah. only one in this continuity. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Eric Bana one doesn't count. Yeah. Um. So, but so the the rumor is that the he will be in the new the, in the next Guardians movie. That the next Guardian Guardians two will essentially be the Guardians with Hulk. Um, Fine which with me. would make sense because that would be a fairly straightforward way of bringing. The Guardians back to Earth. Well, I think they have lots of ways of bringing him back to Earth now. I mean, anyway, absolutely. Uh, I mean, Thanos alone, yep. would do it. And man, how and Quill. great was Thanos in this yeah, movie? Like you, you can only get really one. You get one good scene of him, but man, it's such a good scene. Well, who, who voiced him? Josh I, Brolin. I was like, I know that voice, yeah. but I couldn't. It's if you know it's Brolin, then it's it's, it's, Brolin. it's Brolin. And if you don't know, you just go, yeah, it kind of sounds familiar, yeah. but it's not like. His voice isn't so distinct that it's like, I'm seeing Josh Brolin's purple face, you know? like Right. right. Alright, so what Marvel movie ended, like, the after credit scene was Thanos. That was the Avengers. Avengers. That was the first one, right? Yeah. yeah. Alright. Mm-hmm. He looked a bit different from that Well, ending. yeah, certainly they rebranded. You didn't see that great of a, like, shot of him. I was going to yeah. say, they've improved the CGI a lot. He looks yeah. a lot he looks more, much yeah. better. He looks more seamlessly integrated into his environment. Yeah, no, he yeah. looks great. Yeah. Um, it looks I, very nice. It, like, and that's exactly what I want from my, you know, Thanos cameo is to like I want more. You know, I want to walk away like hungry for more Thanos. That's a that's exactly the reaction you should have. So, I feel like perhaps the best way to go about this is to go character, character by, by character. character. Love yeah. it, yeah. Because otherwise, we could literally just be here. We'll just we'll do what we did with the raid. Just yeah, gush, we'll just which gush is largely pointless. all over the place. Yeah. Um, well, yes, I think that's a fine idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's. Uh, we can call. Oh no! Wait a minute. First, we should do. Tra- wait, were there? Tra- there was one trailer. There was only one trailer. There was yeah. only one trailer. We have say our, our new feature uh, uh, trailer of the week. We had the one trailer for the Equalizer with Denzel Washington, oh, which it was a new trailer. I was going to say I don't think this was the same I one that we saw last I week. No, it's. An, I, I, I haven't seen this version of that. This trailer for that this movie. This trailer was better. It was much better. Uh, yeah. Nobody told me this movie involved Denzel Washington working at a Home Depot. Yeah, no, that's <laughs> like, so much that better. Was, that that I'm going to show up for, yeah. and it apparently it also seemed to be in Boston yes. as well. Yeah, there was definitely a shot of the Zakem Bridge in there somewhere. 
which uh, was unexpected. Yeah, I, did, I had no idea that was a Boston movie. I, I mean, I feel like that's it's second a, unit. I feel like they shot that in, you know, Toronto. Are, and... we, are we calling it Man on Fire second unit? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, look, now I'm, I was moderately interested in that movie. Now I'm way more interested in that movie. Because of the Home Depot? Mm-hmm. Okay. As long as, as long as you know that that's why. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. So, character by character is a good way to go. Uh, Let's start Star with... Star-Lord. You want to start with Star-Lord? Do you want to start we, at the top? Should we wait? I kind of want to wait. Well, no, you know what? Let's... The movie starts with let's, I was just going to say, let's start with Star-Lord because we can start with that great prologue of the okay. movie. Which I, like, man, like, it's a, it's a great... It is the Finding Nemo opening of... Marvel yeah, or movies. the, the up opening <laughs> yeah. as well. But fighting Nemo, the mama does. That's true. Uh, it's it's yeah. I mean, it's a it's a. What if Bambi had been abducted by aliens? <laughs> <laughs> I will well, say they got to it fast, though. Thank considering God. like oh, the yes. detail with which they were beginning the prologue. Yeah. Part of me wondered for a split second if like the first twenty or so minutes was just going to be on Earth because it seemed like they really were going into detail. But then like. They just went for it. You yeah. Know, as soon as she died, it was like, and now he lives in space. Yeah. It's a great head fake because none of the marketing has hinted at anything even remotely along those lines. All the marketing has been like, hey, look at this fun outer space it adventure movie with a talking tree. Yeah. And yeah. like, so to start it with that, like, really fucking gut punch, like, emotional sadness. I mean, it, it, it but it's really effective, though. Mm-hmm. It's a really, really strong moment. And before the Marvel. Yeah. Uh, whatever. I don't know. The, yeah, the Marvel thing. logo yeah, comes the in. Comic, yeah. The comic yeah. clippy pages. Yeah, which yeah. is. And, of, and it, it actually caught me off guard because I wasn't sure. Like, I didn't know that the movie was starting yet. Yeah. Uh, but you know yeah, what? I'm, yeah, I'm really true. glad because I, I was wondering too whether there was going to be like 10 minutes of establishing mm-hmm. this kid. Yeah. Or and, if they were going to, like, okay, he's in space and now we're going to, like, kid in space. Kid in space. Yeah. yeah. But, like, uh, but no, I love the jump. Space, yeah, yeah. It was 26 <laughs> years later. Yeah, that was all. I mean, that was all you needed. The, the world of Star Lord is rooted firmly in the 80s. Yeah. Yes. Which, uh, which so. is great. Yeah, I no, love it's, that. Yeah. I love great. that. It's so smart. It's he's so smart. He's so much like anyone else his age with all of his pop culture references that he like constantly wants to bring up. But A, all of his pop culture references are horribly dated yep. because he hasn't been on Earth in 26 years. They're yeah. not horribly B, dated. They're adorably well, dated. Well, but yeah. <laughs> nobody else oh, knows what it. he's talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. Like, we use those references as like a touchstone yeah. to communicate with Shiny people and have suitcase, common interests. Maltese Falcon. Yeah. In Ark yeah. of the Covenant vibe. Nobody yeah. knows what he's talking about ever. Yeah. yeah. When he starts like pulling the name of the song, and he's just like, "We're like Kevin Bacon, yeah. John, <laughs> yeah. John Stamos." Yeah, that one was great. Yeah, fantastic. But no, I think look, I mean, Chris Pratt. This is a big step for Chris Pratt. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Yeah, and uh, this is a career maker. for Absolutely. Him now. That and was my hardest part was getting over the Burt Malcolm FBI. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. Because I was gonna say that's the thing. The majority of people know him. I mean, certainly. He's actually been making uh, a really doing really strong work in films, in good films, high quality films. Yeah. For the last couple of years, he's got that great turn in Moneyball, and then yeah, he plays in Zero Dark Thirty. He's a Steel Team Six. Steel. Which I was wondering, Which what was the, the timeline time. between when he was in Zero Dark Thirty versus when he got this role? Because I know he was big when he got this role. Mm-hmm. Like, he was Andy Dwyer. He yeah, was not, he was a he was pudgy-looking guy, yeah. He yeah. was not Zero Dark Thirty ripped. Yeah. But so I wonder, like... No, I think there was a, had there was he a already back and forth. at least done Zero Dark Thirty, so they had something to point to. Oh, and yeah. Like, this is what he 
could look like. Absolutely, yeah. Like, yeah. we promise he can look the role. Yeah. You just gotta give him some time. But he's such a goofball on thir- on Parks and Rec. But that I'm just imagining him going into the audition. He's like, goofball Andy Dwyer. It looks yeah. like Andy Dwyer. Probably acts a little bit like Andy Dwyer. I feel like you probably had to, like really use your imagination yeah. to be like, yes, this guy can be our Star-Lord, well, which is good on them If Seth so. Rogen can play a superhero, then so yes, can... He didn't. Yeah, yeah, but he didn't, officially well. Well, so. uh, well, no, but he looked the part. I mean, he went from looking like Seth Rogen to looking like, yeah, I would believe that that guy fights crime. I like that he... I read an interview with... Um, with Chris Pratt, where they were saying that he felt like they were sending spies, like they were constantly coming to his house being like, like, here's our prototype for, like, this glove that he's going to wear, so we're here to take some pictures of you wearing with the glove just so we can make sure it's got the right look. They're really looking at his fridge. Toe, though, yeah, exactly. Something like that. He would just be like, you don't need a picture of me in this glove. You're trying to show them if I'm on target losing weight or not. You do not need a head-to-toe yeah. photo of me in this glove. Yeah. He's a cute Like, has anyone seen the man. interview where he's, like, we're talking about, he like, on set with the, the plastic guns? No. no. Oh, and he's like, huh? yeah, I'd be on set sitting there like, or like doing a shoot, and they'd be like, I'd be going, pew, 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 pew. They'd be like, cut! And we had to redo that, and he's like, why, that felt awesome! And they're like, you can't you make, your, can't own make your own sounds! <laughs> yeah, you can't go, pew, pew, pew. Yeah, yeah exactly. And he's like, it's so hard. You can't hold rubber guns and not make the sounds. Yeah. No, I've heard a lot of people it's say so that, actually. I was going to say, Star Wars actors always say that their first day or two on set with lightsabers, they're yeah. always saying they're going... Yeah, like, exactly. No. Yeah, don't do that. <laughs> yeah. um, but no, I mean, I think his Andy Dwyer... I mean, obviously he's got a... He can't be Andy Dwyer, but, you know, that Andy Dwyer-ness yes. about him yeah. is really what informs yeah. Star-Lord. Because that's the thing you got to think about is that he's essentially... he's a child who is traumatized and then raised by outlaws and yeah. mercenaries yeah. Uh, out in space um and so you have that sort of goofy innocence to him but also he's got like a jaded cynical edge to it as yeah. well um so you you buy him both as an outlaw but also as that like yeah outlaw with a heart of gold yeah. kind of thing <laughs> one of the things i thought was so interesting was you know He's a pilot. Yeah. He clearly has some measure of independence. He is not always with... I keep forgetting his name. Uh, Michael Rooker? Yeah. <laughs> Yondo? Yeah. Yondo? Yeah. He's not always with him. He's yeah. sent out on his own missions. He's got his own ship. Like, mm-hmm. I... At, I would feel like at some point he would have gone back, but then I was thinking... Pass, I mean, we don't know what sector of space they're in, and he has that, a little ship. You, it could you be know physically what? impossible that, for him to I make was, the journey. I was thinking about that, too, but I, it makes sense to me that he didn't. Yeah. In the same way that he didn't open the present. That's exactly what well, I said. Not opening the present, to me, feels a little bit different, just because she specifically said, open it when I'm gone. So, like, opening the present is like having to confront the fact that your mother is really gone. That, yeah. like, she's not coming back, you're never gonna see her again, and that is kind of understandable that that would take him a long time to do, or maybe he felt like he needed to earn it in well, some way. Well, there was also way, that flashback but... with the... Yeah. Just, like, take my hand. Right. Yeah, well, the present... He didn't do, he feels right. guilty and all that, and but... So when he but did then, it... But then we were also wondering if maybe, you know, we mentioned this together, we also... We were just like, maybe it... He's, his memories of Earth are so fixed and so tied to a certain time that maybe there's a part mother. of him... Yeah, yeah. That maybe there's a part of him that knew if he went back... 
it wouldn't be at all like he remembered and maybe he just didn't want that you know right. he wanted yeah. we are very much not the 80s anymore so maybe yeah. he was just like you know what I'm oh, gonna that's, let it lie. that's debatable we're gonna go, well yeah, yeah no, we, we've come back around a little back, bit yeah. i, I had been thinking the same thing throughout up until the point where you see all of the smaller ships that he pilots all the time mm-hmm. come out of the big like mothership sort of thing that, yeah and that was like okay well maybe that's why he hasn't been back to earth yeah. yeah, I mean, I think the box is the good indicator, yeah, that, you know, obviously that's, like you said, tied to his mom, but, yeah, it just feels like that's, you know, the his Earth life is behind him, it's in his past, and, like, because I was thinking, you know, like, especially a kid of his sort of temperament, you know, it's right. like, yeah, okay, so his mother dies, and he gets abducted and kidnapped, and, like, that's very traumatic, whatever, but at some point, he's got to, like, sort of sit down and think to himself, I'm in space, I'm on a spaceship with aliens flying around the galaxy, yeah, but he's so awesome. He's, but he's yeah. so used to it. Yeah, exactly. So at that some point, he just sort of like, why would I go back? Right now, I've got this. I'm an outlaw, and I've got cool rocket boots, and I, you know, I can fly around in space. I got laser guns and shit. Like, why would I want to go back where my dead mom is? Like that. Like I would think that would that would hold very little appeal to him. I mean, it would be one thing if yeah, like if he still had family back there that he could go back to or that he missed or that he wanted he to had see. Some but family. wasn't oh, grandpa yeah, gonna raise him? Grandpa wasn't gonna raise him, but you figure grandpa's probably not still alive. Uh, well, I mean, maybe you know uh, he looked in, pretty young. He looked in good shape. Yeah. Uh, the room was another still, James Gunn regular there. Uh, the, the room was still fairly full of family members. Yeah. yeah. So uh, who is his father? Actually, do we I know? don't know. We were talking about this too about whether or not we wanted to Google, and I was like, part of me doesn't because I feel like they're setting it up as like a nice, fun mystery, and I'd rather just let it ride. And I'll yeah, I honestly don't know. Yeah. I have. I, have no I want idea. to know just if it's someone we've already been introduced to or not. I don't think so. I don't think so. Either. I would be surprised. Finding a new family is very yeah. much a an overall Marvel theme here. I mean, that's a big part of Avengers to you know, to a certain extent. I also um, like, by the way, real quick. I mean, and I was thinking this early on in the movie, and I forgot it until just now. Maybe I am abnormal in this way, but I was thinking about it. He got kidnapped into space when he was eight. I don't remember all that much from eight and beyond. Like, not too many. Like huge significant amazing things so i could see very much like just music and movie references well, no, 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 no 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 that's not at all what i mean i'm talking about in terms of like whether he would attach an idea of home to earth and whether or not he really would care about going back like yeah. if you left when you were eight because i'm trying to yeah it'd be so, like but I, but you I'm grew up in massachusetts like, and left it when you were eight moved to california would you really give a shit about moving back to I mean, massachusetts like, it depends, yeah I mean, but I left that's new different orleans when i was 11 this is and leaving I your planet when well, i was 11 yes. and i definitely still associate new orleans as home but one thing that i think is interesting is that he never calls it earth he yes. only ever calls it terra and yeah. he only ever refers to himself as terran and so it's like even though he calls it earth once or twice uh, uh, if he I, does I, I it's do a lot but he yeah. usually himself calls it terra yeah. and call, refers to himself as ref- terran right. um but i just think that's interesting because you. yes you could make the argument he's using their word for it but they would probably know what he meant if he said earth and stuff like that but i just feel like it's yeah. one of those things you don't often change like yeah. the name you have for your home is something you don't usually adapt mm-hmm. so i think it's interesting that he used their word for it yeah, and sure. not his own mm. so he's fully space boy is what i'm saying yeah no and that's i mean i think he's that's that's a great part of what you know, i think that's a big part of what makes him so entertaining is someone who uh, you know, he 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 will serve as such a great bridge somewhere down the line when all of this outer space stuff comes crashing down to Earth. Um, like you know, I, I like I can't wait to see. And this is you know, I think in a big way, I think this is sort of the the indicator of 
how well this stuff fits into the Marvel universe is like I can't wait to see a scene with him and Tony Stark. Yeah, right. I like I want to see him interact with all the Avengers. Yeah, exactly. Like I want to see him interact with Thor. And... Fantastic. Yeah, like I just um, I want to see all that happen. I'm you know? not sure though. Like if if I want to see them connect it by bringing him to Earth because I feel like it's a little too like cap fish out of water thing like i'd almost rather somehow bring them up to him rather than have him go down to earth i think we're gonna get a little of both i know i'm just saying i'd rather skew it more in the bring everyone up to space thing just because i feel like it's gonna be way too weird to see him on earth fully well yeah no i feel like i mean you know if i had to hazard a guess i would say it would probably be sort of a little bit of both like especially if we really do end up with this you know, Hulk and the Guardians thing, uh, that, you know, that would be an easy way to bring, uh, bring, bring the Guardians back to Earth, and he would be the good way to bring them out into space. And also, if Thanos is going to be the primary villain in Avengers 3, like we're all just assuming it is, then perhaps... I don't want to see that fight take place on Earth. I I want to see that fight take place out in space somewhere. But just, you know, just because that closing credit sequence was at the end of Avengers doesn't mean he's going to, I mean, he could be the main villain of Guardians 2. Like, it doesn't mean he's going to be the main villain of Avengers 3. I feel like we've all just been assuming that ever since they announced Ultron. Oh, sure. No, I mean, I think, uh, I think there's a little bit of both. I mean, Drax even says at the end, like, well, I won't really be satisfied until Thanos is gone because he was, you know, Ronan's just, Thanos is lackey. So, I mean, clearly they're setting up, and, you know, Gamora has a a very strong antagonistic relationship with Thanos as well. So, I mean, he's very much going to still remain a presence of of this franchise. But at the same time, you have, just from that ending of Avengers 1, where he's, you know, to court. Yeah, battle yeah. with humans is to court, to, is to court yeah. death, and he smiles like yeah. I'm gonna attack Earth I now. I do want to court like, death. Right, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if Thanos attacks Earth. Mm-hmm. That gets you the Avengers right there, and then because of the relationship with Drax and Gamora, right? Yeah, in come the Guardians, well, I, and then maybe they lure every pull everything out into space for the second half of the movie or something. Well, so we were talking about. Uh, and one of the other things I think this movie does really well is it doesn't squander any of its characters. No, you know, not I at mean, all. so uh, we, you know, we've got Ronan, uh, which Lee Pace is just great as Ronan the Accuser. Um, he's, I mean, he's a great villain. It's very singularly focused. Uh, I mean, he's got a very simple agenda. I want to fuck up this one planet, and I don't care what it takes, and no one's going to get in my way. And he's not, you know. Uh, all powerful i mean once he gets the infinity stone he's pretty all powerful but you know he's mostly just a really vicious motherfucker with a giant powerful ship and a big army at his disposal and he's got you know thanos backing him basically yeah but you know he makes he makes for a strong like physical threat uh and and also like a diabolical threat i mean this is the whole point is this is what i meant last week when we saw lucy yeah is what's his name was Never a villain, never like a threat. This. Yeah, not, seek, not yeah. like this. Like, yeah. like you don't hate him. Yeah, he, he's not a threat. Mm-hmm. He doesn't know what's going on. He doesn't have an agenda, really. Yeah. But you end up so. I mean, he's he's our our sort of our big bad of this movie. And yeah, he he you know gets dispatched by the time it's all said and done. Uh, but you or is, these... or does he? Well, uh, I, I'm going to go with yes. Yeah. I'm, I'm going to go with. I, I am also because that was a pretty solid. Pretty yeah, gone. he's pretty much gone. But it, I mean, it wasn't Red Skull. No. <laughs> But you've got all of these great side characters uh, like uh, the Collector and like Nebula who sort of, you know, veer off to the side somewhere and they sort of escape and you can totally bring them back. Like, I ex- I kind of expect that in Guardians 2, you know, 
Thanos will be sort of the big bad that is orchestrating something that, you know, the Guardians are trying to break up, but that Nebula would probably be, like, the Ronin of that movie. Nebula yeah. would probably be, like, the immediate threat or the person they have to sort of face off with. Yeah. Um, and... She's like that guy in Hellboy. What's his yeah. name? Uh, Rasputin? No, the Sand Dude. The, the, oh, the, oh, the, the oh yeah, wind the wind-up... The wind-up wind wind The wind-up Nazi, yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh... I don't remember what his name is. I don't know. Nobody does. Yeah. But, but we all know who we're talking about. Yeah, exactly. The wind-up um, Nazi. I'm I'm puzzled by the collector thing. Yeah. Because, I mean, it, I don't know a lot about the Infinity Stones, but I I mean, it was made fairly obvious, at least through this movie, in exposition. Yeah. Thank you, collector. Mr. Yeah, exactly. Well, look, at some point, but they needed to. They needed to. They needed to and do that at some and point. And actually, I don't think it was that badly and, done. No, exactly. But, and I like that scene because you've got little glimpses of you saw the, the Cosmic Cube or the Tesseract, the, and you saw yeah. the... the ether from right. the dark Thor, world Thor. right right and if if memory serves now yeah. I, don't, I don't know how many of them there are five five, there are five? yeah okay so, there so we've are five. seen three out of five we've seen three out of five and the locations of those three now there's so uh glenn close has one yes and odin's uh, got odin's one. odin's got the odin's got the tesseract, tesseract. and the collector and has the collector's the got the red one yeah yeah and the, so, the collector almost had two out of three i mean isn't the very little that I know isn't it doesn't uh, doesn't Thanos usually have them all? Yeah, that's the. I mean, I assume that's basically the. I mean that that seems to be the storyline that they're setting up. It's yeah. you know Thanos quests for all five of the Infinity Stones uh, and he puts them on a glove, a gauntlet. So it's yeah. the Infinity Gauntlet that gives him you know total control over time and space and energy and death and so he's life and yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so yeah, just take some of those drugs. Yeah, exactly. Right. So much easier. Yeah. Some of those womb drugs. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, so, I mean, that seems to be a storyline they're setting up, and I assume that's what we're going to see in Guardians 2. So. Speaking, speaking of Lucy, I didn't get to say this last week, but I was thinking it during, while we were watching Lucy. Yeah. I wanted Lucy to be enough of a badass that mm -hmm. during Avengers 2, I could yell at the screen when Scarlett Johansson was on there, Come on, Lucy! <laughs> but, no. Awesome. No, no. No. You were, you were let down there. I was. Yeah. Too bad. You know who else could join the worlds together? Who could join the worlds together? Captain Marvel. Oh, oh, you mean like bring the Avengers out into yes, space? I'm trying to get back to the actual movie we watched. Oh, oh. okay. Well, I mean, look, <laughs> hold on as I pump your brakes there. I have a whole Thank elaborate you. thing about Captain Marvel and how she should be the one to bridge everything. Yeah, I mentioned that the other day. To... Please be Starbuck. Please be Starbuck. Give me, give me your, give me your master right. plan so here, here, lady. Here's my plan. Cliff note. Because. Carol Danvers is an Air Force pilot, mm -hmm. so if you have either in Avengers 2, which I am not entirely unconvinced that, you know, she won't cameo in, yeah. um, if or in Cap 3, you have, you know, Cap wants soldiers. Cap trusts soldiers. He seems to like going to soldiers when he needs help and when he needs to build sure. his team. So you have her come in that way establish herself as someone they can trust. Just as her human yeah, soldier just persona. Regular yeah. Carol Danvers. Not superpowered. No, yeah. just regular Carol Danvers, Air Force pilot. Mm -hmm. And you have her establish as someone he can trust, someone he likes working with. And I don't know to what extent the aliens are going to be involved before we get into Guardians 2, but she eventually gets her power from the Kree. The Kree are already in Guardians of the Galaxy. That's true. So then you bring her into Guardians 2... 
maybe whatever she does in Cap 3 or Avengers, like, solidifies as some her as someone they like to go to, mm-hmm. someone they know they can have help. So they bring her in in whatever's going down in Guardians 2 to have her help then. She gets her powers in Guardians 2 from the Kree. That way we don't have to do another elaborate origin story. Then she gets her spinoff, and she's already Captain Marvel, and we can just go. Woo! This is the plan. I, I love it. And I, love I it. should be allowed to write for Marvel. I don't know if we're going to see a lot of Kree in Avengers 2, but other than that, well, I no, love it. Well, no, but I'm saying it because I don't know exactly what's going on with Avengers 2, other than obviously I know about Ultron, but I'm trying to stay as unspoiled there as possible. That's why I'm saying Guardians 2. Well, yeah. she does She does whatever she's going to do in Avengers or Cap 3. Yeah. Guardians 2 brings in the Kree, she gets her powers, then she gets her spinoff. I mean, Ultron could could very well be an Avenger-made response to the Kree. Or something. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. if, I mean, do we you, know why Tony? I mean, because Ultron yeah, in this movie, since yeah, since Ultron well, is, I know, a, is a Stark contraption this time. Yeah, I don't know. And the Vision is there. <laughs> True. And that's an offshoot of Jarvis, theoretically. Yeah. yeah. That's they're kind of bound to be sort of similar. Yeah. Like maybe make maybe the Vision is 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 the data to to, to Ultron's the, the lore. Ultron. Yeah. Uh, now I know Jamie, you've. We talked about this, and you, you know, you're trying to stay very unspoiled, and I largely am too. But I can say that I at least know the setup mm-hmm. uh, for like the beginning, sort of the cold open sort of thing of the movie, um, like the little opening conflict. Um, we talked about the. Um, it's the at com- yeah no. Ultimati <laughs> <laughs> attacks no, at Comic Con. No, no. The they were the scene where they all the Avengers have a party together. Yeah, like, which I like. I said I read two lines about that, and then I stopped reading. Right. Um, but there's a, th- I know basically what happens before that party, what conflict they're engaged in all together, that, which leads to them like having a party. Um, all and it, my ha- conflicts lead to parties. Well, yeah, <laughs> I should hope so. Um, but that's that, the whole it, point. <laughs> why, why would you do it then? I can tell you it has nothing to do with aliens. I can okay. tell you, I won't tell you what it has to do with, but I can tell you it has nothing to do with aliens. Well, that so. was just an aside. To go my back. general plan was to introduce the Kree in Guardian, not introduce the Kree in Guardians two, but have the Kree in Guardians two, and that's where she gets her. Right, but where? Why would she be involved? Why would she be out in space at that point? She's a pilot going to space. space. I don't. And I've seen Katie Sackoff fly alien spaceships that she found, and then just randomly taught herself how to fly. That is true. So I she does have she that can. skill set. She does have that acting skill set. Every flying machine has four bases. But controls. also, if, you, <laughs> if the Kree are or any aliens, Nova Corps, I don't know. They have to be keeping tabs on Earth at least a little bit. Sure. And they have to know about the Avengers, especially now. What were the name of the aliens who, um... The Chitari. The Chitari. Um, yeah. working with Thanos, which yeah. whether Nova Corps knows that or not, if alien races working with Thanos are invading Earth, I would Nova assume Nova Corps is keeping an eye on it. That, so would be, if, that would make sense. So if whatever, ha- if whatever she does in Avengers 2 in my brain that I have just made up yes. is cool enough for Nova Corps to take note of her. Oh, you, so you want to see her like get recruited in. by Nova Corps. I just that want to see her brought I would like that. Gar- I just want to, like, my original thing is that either Nova Corps, I've thought about this a lot. <laughs> I can I, tell. Either no, Nova Corps or the Kree, especially like, because um, she gets her powers from who? Marvel, right? Mar- yeah. yeah. So like if he, he notices, yeah, if he notices her, Mm-hmm. And like recruits her, somebody recruits her and brings her up, 
and then and she's with the because I don't, I like the idea of her getting I, recruited I by Nova Corps. I don't think you need like a bunch of Avengers and Guardians too, right? So yeah, she I don't think we're gonna get them. Segway, or maybe she and Hulk, yeah. and they get brought up into space, and Ooh, then she could be piloting the ship that sends Hulk go. out into space. Oh, see? Oh. This is what I'm see? Th- see. Our powers combined, we're making this <laughs> shit work. You guys are drift compatible. That's good. Only because I haven't seen Cap two yet. Oh, oh, she's oh, so good. I know I'm a terrible <laughs> human being considering it was filmed in my town. It's fine. Um, I'm, I'm assuming she hasn't. She hasn't. No, she hasn't been introduced at all. At all. No. They oh, haven't. Okay. They have not confirmed what? that. She yeah, Marvel will ever hasn't actually. Yeah, exactly. They've not said so, the internet is assuming. Her. The internet is assuming. The internet is still thinking she might cameo in Avengers two, gotcha. and the internet is pretty convinced that Katie Sackhoff will be playing all her. Right. But it's. That's all speculation. All right, but it's... So, what is next in Marvel, you said? Avengers 2 will be our next Marvel movie. Isn't... I thought Cap 2... Or Cap 3 came out before that. No. No, 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 because Cap 2 and, just came yeah, out. Yeah, technically they have an action... I thought they were doing really No, quick Marvel... Uh, uh, Avengers 2 is filming right now. Cap 3 oh, okay. has, doesn't even have a script yet. They haven't gotcha. even started. So. I, th- I thought they were doing real quick with the two Cap They movies. They'll start doing... We were talking about this, too, in the car. They're gonna... After Avengers 2, they're gonna start doing three movies a year. Yeah. But right yeah. now, they're still down to two. Yeah, I, I expect... And they haven't really... They haven't announced a formal Phase 3 uh, list of titles yet, um, but I expect, assume... Well, we know we're gonna get Guardians 2. We know we're gonna get Ant-Man... Um, and I assume the we're other... We're still assuming we're going to get it. No, no, they're, I mean, that starts filming in a couple of weeks. Oh, I know. Yes, you're right. At this rate, the whole thing could fall apart. Um, the, I assume the other two titles we're going to get are Cap 2 and Thor 2. Um, and, uh, sorry, Cap 3 and Thor 3. And possibly still Doctor Strange. Um, a lot oh, of people were surprised yeah. they did not announce Doctor Strange at... Comic-Con. Oh, but they didn't announce only. anything. Yeah, well, no, they just stuck to what's coming out next year. I know, but no, I thought, because since they've already slated out their dates for the yeah. next several years, yeah. I expected them to announce at least titles maybe through, like, all the way through 2017 or yeah. 2018 or something. Well, they've announced but... Cap 3. I mean, Cap because yeah. Cap 3 is the same date as Batman Superman still, technically. Yeah. I mean, no, <laughs> n- neither one of them has blinked yet. I, you know, that's astoundingly looking more likely. I, I can't imagine that's going to happen, but, it, you know, everyone's still holding fast right now, so we'll see. Just be a yeah. good box office weekend, yeah. period. Woohoo! Um, Bat- Doctor Strange is the only one that I'm really dubious about. Bat- just, I mean, look, it's, it's weird. Because it's so, it's so fucking weird. Yeah. I mean, compared to everything else, I mean, even Thor. Well, look, I mean, this is a movie with a talking tree and a raccoon. Yeah, so, so this is pretty weird, too. Awesome. Speaking of which, yeah, so yeah, should we get back, back to those characters? characters. That's yeah. Yeah. All right, so we've covered Star-Lord. Uh, I think Gamora, perhaps? Yeah. Um, she's she's great. I mean, we, you know, as we already mentioned, she's going to have... Gamora? Gahura? See what I did there? I see see what you did there, yeah. Um, So clever. Yeah, indeed. She could even be in Orion's, you know, she's got the Orion Slave Girl look, too. So, you know, we're connecting all the dots. She has green skin, sir. Are you trying to weave together the universes like people do with Pixar movies? Yes. I'm just, my mind is boggling. (laughs) The idea of Uhura, Uhura Mora. She was was roommates with an Orion Slave Girl in that movie. Yeah. Well, she wasn't a slave girl. She was a contagious. cadet. Contagious. What slavery? Slavery is not contagious. Green skin. I thought you were going to say sluttery is not contagious. I, 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 I kind of think that. it might be. Um, 
things not okay. to say around my wife. I'm sitting right next to Jamie. Yeah. <laughs> she didn't bite on that one. Yeah, wow. You're lucky, sir. Um, if she'll... anyone is a slut in this movie, it is Peter, if I had <laughs> a blacklight quill. <laughs> yes. <laughs> so gross. That was such a terrible <laughs> so gross serving line. Oh, Here's man. Why would he know that? Because <laughs> he, he the... knows what he's done. What the fuck? And hasn't cleaned. No, apparently. no, 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 no. <laughs> what, like, what the fuck eight-year-old who gets abducted by aliens and raised by outlaws knows who <laughs> fucking Jackson Pollock is? <laughs> oh, well, that's true. <laughs> Or he's... or these uh, sperm illuminating qualities of black lights. Right, right. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, like that would have been before. Uh, maybe Basic you know, came out. Maybe like... he watched a lot of interesting scrambled up movies when he was eight <laughs> years old. <laughs> Historical documents. <laughs> <laughs> Gross. Uh, so uh, you know, we said Gamora. She's got you know, ta- she's a, a daughter of Thanos. So she, yeah, she very much feels like one of these linchpin characters. Is there anything about her real parents that I should know? Like, that I don't already know that could come back later? I mean, I don't... Are we gonna find out she and Peter Quill are half-siblings? Because that'd be hilarious. Well, if he's... Star Wars! It'd be like Luke and Leia all over again. If he suddenly starts sprouting patches of green skin, I suppose uh, we'll have our answer. I think Zoe Saldana's fantastic in her role, though. She is Um, She brings so much great depth to that to that role and it's it's a little dicey at the beginning i think um she has kind of a thankless role in that we don't get to see any of her being like a badass assassin for ronin or anything like that or her having any kind of like moral dilemma or qualms whatever we just sort of see her being kind of sultry and like hey let me do this thing for you ronin and then just saying hey everyone i'm betraying him and we just sort of have to take it at face value so yeah yeah so at the beginning you sort of are waiting to be like is she really betraying him is this all a smoke screen like it's kind of hard to get a read on her at first because we have like no context for Mm -hmm. that character except like the first thing that were like the first thing we see her do, she immediately says, "Well, that's not really what I'm doing." And you go, oh, oh, "Okay, I yeah. guess I believe you." Um, but I mean, I think she pulls it off. Like she's got such a, uh, you know, this sort of. I mean, obviously she's a fucking badass, but there's a great softness to her mm-hmm. as well. That um, makes it feels very three dimensional. Saying mm-hmm. that, and as much as we had already seen the prison break scene, which is like. To us, it was very oh, yeah. much. It was. Say, the, the thir- oh yeah, what was in the seventeen minutes? Yeah, our it was. Well, was... it was the prison break scene, but it was actually really cleverly cut yeah, together. Yeah, I was thinking that too because I thought what we were watching was a cohesive scene mm-hmm. and then like a whole solid start to finish scene, but it turns out it wasn't. No. They cut out like key moments. Yeah. of the prison break. Scene. So it's it started with basically them showing up at the prison. Um, and getting checked into the prison, and then and like getting deloused, and him arguing with the guy over the headphones or whatever. Um, and, then and then immediately they're in the cafeteria planning like, oh, I need the battery, I need this guy's leg, yeah, yeah. So they and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. So they cut out guys. So they cut out them trying to kill Gamora. Yeah, they cut out all the, well, they cut saving out her. Drax's introduction. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I thought Drax's introduction was just in the cafeteria, like he yeah. just sort of joins them because he wants to get out. Yeah. You know. Um, so yeah. Yes, and then it cut 
basically is that that whole prison break scene, and it ends with like, well, that was a good plan. Yeah. Uh, and that, and then it was, it was like that longer extended preview. But I thought it was funny because like I just thought that you know that was the first scene where they really all came together. Yeah. So it was pleasantly surprising to have that amazing fight scene out in the city streets. Yeah, yeah. Where Rocket and Groot are trying to get Peter for the bounty, and and Gamora's trying to get him for the orb, and so yeah. now they're also trying to get Gamora just because she's in their way, and it's like yeah. nobody quite. It, everybody thought this would be an easy job, and yeah. then like nobody in anticipated the other being there and how hilariously but awesomely wrong it keeps going like how everyone just keeps escaping and getting caught again escaping and getting caught again yeah there's a great rhythm to that scene Um, and i really like the the sort of chain of relationships that sort of it all comes together very very quickly but it also feels like very believable it's not like well, we all ended up in the same room, and we're all in the same prison cell, and now we're all going to be friends forever or whatever. Yeah. It was sort of like, no, 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 like, everyone comes together, and they all have a different relationship. Like, these guys want the bounty on that guy, and, you know, this girl wants the thing that that guy has, and he wants it back, and, like, there's this great sort of, you know, overlapping, interconnected web there um, that makes all of their... Like the evolution of all of their relationships way more interesting. Mm-hmm. I mean, everyone's motivations are actually clear. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, that, thank you. That is the first introduction of the Rocket Group, like hilarious, like hilarity. Yeah, yeah. their interaction is fantastic. Where he I grabs love that Rocket is the only one who knows what he's saying. Yes. Yeah. yeah. No, but, that's a joke that just keeps on giving. But man. half the time, it's like. I couldn't tell if this was, like, a Han Chewy thing, where it's like, yeah. oh, yes, Han knows what he's saying, and more if, like, Rocket was just using the fact that Groot doesn't say anything as a way to, like, say think out thing. loud, almost. Yeah. yeah, like, say kind of what he wants to say, like, I know, they're ungrateful. <laughs> like, just to be able to say whatever he really wants to say. But um, their relationship is so great. Uh I mean, each one of those characters individually... I mean, I think that's another big... Each one of those characters individually is completely insane and ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And when you... But when you put the two of them together, they have this, like, great misfit brotherhood, like, relationship that is so strong. So by the time you get to that end moment where, you know, Rocket is just, like, holding the branches and, like, weeping... Like, it is, that's a oh my killer God. moment, that man. That scene. We are Where he starts petting it. Yes. Where, no, yeah, where Drax oh is just God. petting yeah. Rocket. That and is he like lets the, it happen. At yeah. first, he's like so bristled because of the whole vermin thing earlier, yeah. but then his whole body just deflates. And, and that like, yes, shot fine, of the, the two me. backs, yeah. and he's just petting him. That is like. It's so sweet. It yeah. is. It is like the most adorable thing I will see in a movie theater all year long. Yeah. I and guarantee you. I will say, like you were saying, their motivations were clear, and that's so nice because that's another thing I didn't really get in the prison scene either like when rockets threatening everyone like this is our booty if you want him you have to go through us i was like wait why do they care like i'm so confused how are all these people connected and so knowing that now but also having no one is one note like for a movie that has so many characters to manage Mm, i mean and introduce yeah Yeah. but it's like that and like and you've got to make their motivations clear but you've also got to make people care about them and that seems like such a tough task so when you think about the fact that You've got Rocket, who, like, to me, like, I was like, oh, talking raccoon, whatever. And then one of the most impressive things for me with seeing that early thing of the prison break scene was just how smart he is, which mm-hmm. is so amazing. Yeah. Like, how much of a technical and mechanical well, genius he is. It goes back to the whole idea of 
the raccoon or he's yeah. shiny things and he's exactly. good at doing but stuff it, quick. But it, like, when you then get that scene where he and Drax get really drunk. Yeah. And he's That's a killer so monologue. sad yeah. and he's so angry and, like, I hate when people call me vermin. I hate when people call me monster or rodent. Like, I didn't ask to be made. I yeah. didn't ask to be this. I didn't ask to be experimented on and torn yeah. apart and cut open and put back together. Like, That's a crazy I didn't ask scene. to yeah. be this. And it's yeah. just like, it's so sad and it's so heartbreaking. But then having, also having Drax, like, betray everybody so yeah. early on and like not even really trying to betray them yeah. necessarily it's just being selfish she's yeah, just drunk just and selfish the yeah. worst yeah. possible drunk dial yeah. ever <laughs> but the that's way what he did he drunk dialed the Ronin, freaking Ronin the yeah. Yeah. pretty much drunk but dialed it, the villain but yeah. it's just like the way he's so mad at himself after and so yeah. sad and like I I screwed up like I'm just yeah. I can't, and they all accept him back and he like earns his way back well, yeah, and yeah I was everything gonna say, and... every character gets like one really good solid scene or moment like that like when after Drax's fight with Ronin or Rocket's drunken uh, soliloquy there about being torn apart and uh you know Star-Lord has that nice moment, uh, which then gets hilariously undercut when he saves Gamora. Um, like, they, they all... Something heroic. Something, I'm not trying to brag, but, you know. I mean, it's... it's it's Yeah, everyone feels... Everyone feels really three-dimensional. Um, and that's... I mean, that's the big thing. Like, you care about all of these characters individually, but you also care about them together. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I think that's one of the strengths about this movie, is that... I mean, you, you get a slow introduction to Star-Lord. Mm-hmm. Only and oh yeah. man, and that, everybody else they just drop you right in there, and yeah. those characters already exist, yeah. and you have to piece it together for yourself who they are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. On but it works own. very well. Um, it and, doesn't pander to the audience. It doesn't treat people like they're stupid. Yeah, Bassan. Yeah, <laughs> I really love that scene. That speaking of introduction, that that's first scene uh chris pratt's first scene when he's just dancing across the planet mm. oh yes my god. oh my god it's, i mean that's it's so just beautiful. i could have watched and that for five full minutes lizards as a microphone yeah 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 what a what a great credit sequence yeah something is dance off with rodin like it <laughs> oh my god that so, was amazing it's so absurd and what so stupid I'm yeah, distracting I you. Say, and the fact that rodin just like I mean, like, it works because the movie is so funny but it's just like the way that like ronin stops what are you doing? Yeah. What is this? Yeah. Why He's are like, you like doing that? T- change like, in the tone of his voice yeah, too, which like, is just it's really flat and it's really It's almost brilliant. like human and just like, yeah. what, what, what do you, what stop. Is, what is, what, what is happening? What, stop. You know, this but it's just like awkward. any other movie and it's like, oh God. But with mm-hmm. this movie, it's like, yep, okay. Yeah. And like, but I also just love, he turns and looks at Gamora and you think this might be the time she finally dances just to help to shine. So she's just shaking her head like, yeah. no, oh. what are you doing? The other thing that's interesting about Groot, I think, is that I kept waiting for their i kept waiting for a reveal of like that Groot has some kind of kryptonite essentially that like oh well he's a yeah, he's, he does seem fairly invincible well yeah. i kept waiting for someone to be like oh well you know uh, uh he, you could burn him to death he can't be around fire or well, something that's like what I was that you know with the crash when yeah. he's doing the thing and and Rocket's creating like, the shell yeah, yeah. Right. and rocket's like you'll die which like first of all i was like why is he so certain this will kill him but not them 
Um, like, why will it be enough to save them, even if it's going to shatter Groot into a million pieces? You yeah. think that would also kill you. But also, that's the whole thing. I was like, don't trees burn? Like, if this ship crashes and burns, right. isn't he going to explode? Well, that's the thing. Like, they go through, they, like, he gets his limbs cut off, and like, ah, it'll grow back. It's fine. So, like, you know. I did like, by the way, when he said they'll grow back. And first of all, it was so yeah. sad. You saw his little hands. T-Rex Yeah, you saw his little finger. they very quickly grew long. But then also, yeah. when he's like, just pawing at it with his foot, like, yeah. But also, like, when you when he's getting checked into the prison, it's like he's got full-length arms, but, like, from the forearm down, it's, like, not fully developed. Yeah, yeah, it's, like, it's like, really thin there. and spindly. So it's, like, he's got these sort of proto-arms there. Um, but, but, yeah, I kept waiting for them to, like, reveal, like, oh, well, you know, don't... don't can't get your... him wet. Or yeah, exa- like, exactly, something like can't that. can't go in the sun. And I'm really glad they didn't. But I also just, like, when he stabs his, you know, branch through all those people. Oh, and my God. His whole smash moment. All I could think was, like, stop, stop, they're already dead. Like, <laughs> I, all I kept thinking was, kept where were you slamming. a minute ago? Yeah. Oh, God, no. Yeah, that Hulk, I literally wrote Groot yeah. Hulk smash. Yeah, that, that was definitely the no, but, puny god but the way, But the yeah. way he, he, it's like he flips around and he just smiles. Yeah, he's a big smile, like, I did good. Yeah, that's the thing about he's Groot so is that yeah. he is, exactly, he is both, like, menacing and a person. real physical threat and also fucking adorable. Yeah. He's the Iron he's Giant. So, he is. <laughs> he really is. The he way really he, is. Thank you, Vin Diesel. No, yeah. he is and, the like, giant. The way he oh, went and got Drax, you know? Like, nobody told him to do that. There was yeah. no reason. He was just like, oh, person in trouble. Like, wanders over, yeah. gets Drax out, you know? Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, I could... I, and, man, that little dancing... Little yeah, dancing, little dancing Groot at the end. My I mean, favorite was when you first noticed it because in his lap. Well, yeah, no, no, because the I first scene when they're in like, Nova, face, when they're in Nova Prime, still you just see him with the pot. Yeah, but it just looks like it's the twig stick. Still. stick. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and then when he gets in the ship, you start to see, see a like, little face. You start to see yeah. a little face, and you're yeah, like, he's got oh, all the arms and oh, stuff. Yeah, but I, I also said to Daly, I was like, does this mean that you could have gathered up all the sticks and made a Groot? Army, yeah. like you could have made a Groot army. This well, is a that missed the, opportunity. Would they all be individual Groots, or they would they all they, be Groots, would be or would they be mind? different people? We yeah. are I don't know. Groot. Yes, yeah, exactly. we are. Well, I was gonna say, there's one that tie back to the collector saying, "You can I pay you to have your body when you're dead?" Oh, that's yeah. true. The yeah. collector might gather up all the sticks. Yeah. We were saying. Also, because it'd be very we 80s, those taken. little sunflower things they used to have. Yeah, like, that's what I was thinking of, too. We were like, why? they need to sell those. I want to buy that Spencer gifts tomorrow. And little like, and little yeah. baby tree group like dances around, and the music stops. Yeah, and then he keeps going when the music starts well, again. Well, I was gonna say, and speaking of music, I mean, we haven't really talked about Drax, but yet. But speaking of music, holy shit, fucking the music in this movie. It's rare that a movie. Like, the music really makes a movie where you want... I mean, certainly movies have... Oh, yeah, they play that song, and that's a great song in that movie, but it's a movie full of just fantastic songs on their own merits, but, like, they really help to construct the world of this movie, you know? Like, it helps bring that sort of vintage kind of feel and his his character background. Um, and I love it, and not only... Yeah, so I bought the awesome mix... Uh, on the way on the drive home and now I'm really excited for Guardians 2 so that we can get Awesome Mix Volume 2 like I, now I want to see like, what's the next set of music well, great we music we're going to get we did get one yeah. song just a little taste one. Yeah. Volume 2 which is, which is fantastic but it's also nice because it creates a nice practical way to be able to use those songs without seeming anachronistic or out of place mm-hmm. you know yeah. it's a really nice device 
And the I really like the score too. Yeah. There's sort of a, a a theme there. I think it's Tyler Bates again. Um, there's a sort of a main theme there uh, during a couple of the big attack scenes at the end. And by the way, I love one of the things I love the most about that big final battle is that it takes place in daylight. Yes. It's, I know. It's so Thank that you can God. actually yeah, see what the fuck happening. is going on. Yeah. It's great. I mean, I love outer space scene. You know, fights out in outer space, but like. A scene out, you know, an aerial fight in daylight is just like, yeah, so refreshing also, in a way. You also get rid of certain problems, like you don't have to worry about like things crashing into each other, and yeah. you know, shouldn't shouldn't the windows be cracking? Because it's like they can crack; it doesn't matter. They're an atmosphere, you right. know. So it's like you don't have any of those silly space problems, right? Yeah. Exactly. But yeah, so we haven't we haven't hit Drax yet. Drax is like such a great. Uh, he was a sleeper. He is. He's, yeah, he's, totally he's the movie's dark sleeper, horse. Yeah. And he is. Not, not only that he's a sleeper, it's like, I feel like you go into it, or maybe it's just me, but I go into it with lowered expectations whenever it's a non-actor. Yeah, yeah he's know, a when, professional yeah, wrestler. Like whenever they've pulled someone purely for their yeah. physical look. Well, yeah. and who have we it was, had? It was Bradley Cooper, like, found him in his gym in London. Well, but what do you mean, who do we have? Well, I'm just thinking of past wrestlers turned actors. Well, we have well, Rampage was, Jackson. There's... there's, a, there's well, Rampage? I mean, we've got The Rock. The Rock has is turned out pretty nice. Now dead. Yep. The Rock is an exception. Um, yes. Did I mean, Jesse the Body Ventura try yep. his hand at acting? He, he a was bit? in a lot he of stuff in back in the eighties. Uh, I mean, technically, Hulk Hogan made a bunch of movies. Yes. They were mostly crap. Mr. We, T was like in a Rocky movie, somebody, and he was fantastic. Somebody like recent who there was well, the guy in there thing. was the saber tooth guy. There's in uh, the first X Men movie. Yeah, Tyler made, Tyler. Yes. Maine. Um, well, a lot of professional no wrestlers. I mean, WWE has their own has their own film production mm-hmm. arms, so they make well, their let, own movies. Let's be honest here. Like John Cena WWE made like a bunch of movies. Anyways. Yeah, John Cena made like a bunch of shitty action movies. No, you know? whenever, oh yeah, but whenever um, you're, the Marine. Yeah. Whenever you're pulling in a a wrestler purely because. They have the right body type, right? But then you're actually calling on them to do real acting, yeah. and not just to be the big tough enforcer. I get very nervous. But Dave Batista pulls that shit wonderful. off. He's incredible, and that's what when we again, like, not to keep harping on. The I've never early seen him wrestle, thing, but, but when we left the early screening thing. That was one of the things I just loved and kept wanting to quote to people without ruining it was just that whole thing of when they're explaining how his people don't get metaphor. Yeah, and it'll which is go, so and it'll go brilliant. over yeah. it'll go over his head, and he's just like nothing so, goes over yeah, head. So serious, so serious, and so earnest. Nothing goes over my head. My reflexes are excellent. I would catch it, <laughs> you know. And he's just like so sincere. He's so good. And then when yeah. he has all those scenes where he has to apologize to people for betraying them, and he has to deal with the loss of his family, yeah. like he's wonderful. Yeah, yeah. I just love I mean, his inverse Darmok. Yes, <laughs> like that is so great. Exactly. No, it's it's. I I love it. I think he is like both hilarious and really genuine and fucking terrifying to look at as well oh the, um, the, just like the all of his scars and tattoos yeah. and stuff well, like it that. wasn't yeah. even tattoos it was it was like body modification mm-hmm. like, it was like his skin was like intricately car- like leather worked yeah. i think it's the term nightcrawler his, his skin was nightcrawler like armor almost yeah. you know it's like yeah. he doesn't ever wear a shirt and i think like <laughs> Part of that is because you're supposed to see yeah. that. Like, no, that's absolutely. What that's what his body is supposed to be. And I actually like that about the whole sort of space. Because okay, so this is the thing. We're like I said, we're we're dealing with Marvel's version of outer space, and it's the first time we're really seeing it. So 
you know, there's a sense here of how weird are you going to get, you know? Like, especially when you look at stuff like the prequel trilogy and, you know, Abrams Star Trek, and I'm sure we'll be seeing it also in Abrams Star Wars. Um, you know, it it feels like, you know, a lot of times people go to a lot of trouble to try and make these really specific and elaborate and weird-looking aliens, and I always appreciate that effort, and I think it's great. And we certainly get some of that here, not that but much. The, no, not that much. The Most, majority of the like aliens here are just yeah, they're just yeah. humanoids with different color skin. Yeah. yeah, and like maybe they have one particular feature uh, that seems yeah, weird, particular like scarring. It's yeah, mostly been scarring. Yeah. yeah, they've got some kind of particular like thing. odd and sort of jaw structure. Yeah, exactly. Some or Yondu's got anything. that weird metallic mohawk yeah. thing, which I love. And then, well, like, yeah, well, all, all of Novacore basically looks like Terran human. Yeah, exactly. Korath has like the. Robo things going yeah, through he's his got head. Lo- yeah, he's got robot mo- cyber modifications there, and and I mean, uh, Nebula is basically half cybernetic. Well, but that's so, like yeah. one of my questions, and something I wish they had gone into a little bit more when they said that Gamora and Nebula had been modified so much and like tortured and changed and yeah. experimented on. So I wanted to know with someone like Nebula. How much is the is it modification and how much is it whatever she is? Whatever she is, yeah. You know, like whatever race she belongs to or whatever. Um, She's a Borg. I mean, I was going to say, like, obviously all her bones breaking and her being able to snap them back right. into place, I assume that's modification. Um, but when she said, you know, like, look what he's done to me and mm-hmm. we're supposed to feel a certain amount of sympathy for her... Because she's so foreign looking, I was like, well, but I don't really know what he yeah, did to no you. Because, scale. yeah, I was like, I don't know what you're supposed to be like. Yeah. Are you yeah. supposed to be like Gamora? Are you supposed to be like Ronin? Well, like, even, I don't know what you're supposed to be even like. Even Gamora, you got like the hit when those two are fighting right before the, the ship crashes. Uh, she, get, I forget, there was some like electric pulse. And you, oh, you kind of see, just like, see her like, skeleton all stuff? her yeah. skeleton, yeah, yeah, like, yeah. kind of meta, like, she's a towering, yeah. basically. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I, I just, I love the simplicity there of just like, yeah, no, there's a lot of aliens and they mostly just sort of look like us, but they're blue or green or pink or something, something yeah. a little, a little different. And, you know, it's like, I, I feel like that, that feels like a very comic booky way to go where it's yeah. just sort of like, yeah, they're, you know, green skin humanoids, whatever. And along the same lines, I like that, uh, everybody just speaks English. Yeah. And there's no, like, well, well, he's got a translator device, and so that's why every, you know, everybody Nebula, says, it's just like, Nebula no, they all just sort of... Korath both spoke in other languages. Yes, I don't absolutely. know if they were supposed to, if they were meant to be the same language or not. Right. I assume they were. No, yeah, occasionally they speak phrases be, Yeah, it seems to me when they were giving orders to minions, they would switch to a different language. Yeah, but it's like, you, you figure, especially with, with Star-Lord's backstory, which is like, oh, he's, like, he's taken as a kid, and, and it's like, when he's had to learn languages. other languages, yeah. or, like, whatever, it's like, no, no, everyone's just, everyone's just speaking English. English, and there's no like explanation as to why. Like that's, I think that's fucking great. Yeah, I think. Just like, don't just, deal with who it. Who cares? Just, yeah, just, yeah. I don't just need you to explain it to me. It's yeah. just like they're all talking and they all understand each other, and it's fucking fine. But I also just wondered, like, what Earth would be like for Peter Quill, who seems like so at ease, like. Just going around, you know, hitting on girls yeah, exactly. with spiked teeth yeah, and scales on and shit. And yeah. Just like so, so a people person, yeah. happy to be talking to everybody, teeth. so comfortable in any situation. Yeah, I honestly feel that he would find Earth either boring or like kind of repulsive and like well, that's how why awful, i think he's never gone back yeah, and like how awful they are with how they treat people who are even remotely different because he's like dude one of my best friends is green and my other best friend's friend is a raccoon like what's wrong with you people why yeah, can't exactly. you all just get along yeah. So Yondo is also fucking fantastic. I mean, he's got uh, you know, there's a great sort of father-son type of relationship there. 
Um, and kind I love, of. I love, kind, kind of. of, it's a, I mean, it's a weird relationship, but it's like, oh, you know, he, he makes Quill feel beholden to him. I love that, like, one, like, story, that one phrase he keeps repeating about, I'm all, I, men all wanted to eat you, and I wouldn't let him, and you owe me for that. Well, and he just keeps saying like, the same love, thing for him the, over and over The inverse, yeah. when he brings it back up, and he's like, you keep talking about how how you I people owe don't you eat other people. people. Yeah. yeah, that's not normal. Oh, you shouldn't you have, have to feel grateful right for that. that. Very weird after Snowpiercer. Yeah. Can I, just say? <laughs> yeah. I was like, no, Peter Quill, you do have to feel <laughs> grateful. They didn't. <laughs> they could have. But Yondo's a great character in that, like, he's not really an outright villain, but he's not really like a good guy either. He's a, he's a scoundrel. Yeah. You know, he's a classic scoundrel. It's like, he's in it for the money, and he's in it for himself, and if you can get him what he wants, then, you know, he'll, you know, he'll he'll be your ally for now, but yeah. you can't trust him for anything, and, and I, I love that. It's not, he's not so black and white. He exists in the shade of gray. But Yonda's also got that great fucking, the psychic whistle arrow, which yeah, is so awesome. Got to learn how so to badass. So one of those. All of these supporting characters like all of these smaller roles like you know like glenn close and and john c Riley, who just yeah. kills it in a couple of scenes uh and i don't believe people are a hundred percent uh and and nebula and like all of these all of these smaller roles and the collector like the collector's yeah, the incredible awesome. it's like you want to see more of all of these other weird little corners like i want to go back to nowhere like i want to see what the fuck else is going on there like all of these different little weird corners of Which, their like, galaxy. Which, like, for just a second about, like, I guess I didn't, like, fully appreciate what Nowhere was. Like, I thought it was just, it's like, a, celestial a skull. Being. Yeah, but I thought it was a skull-shaped planet, and when she even describes it as being the severed head of a celestial being, the way she said it, I thought that was almost, like, a legend, like, the way we give stories to the yeah, constellations. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, well, this is the shape I see, so I gave it a story, you know? Yeah. Oh, but, it looks like a face, yeah. Yeah, but No, then, it actually is a That head. actually yeah. is a yeah, severed head, yeah. Yeah, but then when she starts yeah. talking about what they're mining, and that they're mining, like, oh, we're mining spinal, spinal fluid, fluid yeah. and stuff from the head, I was like... Ah. Yeah. yeah, that's what I love about this is that you know that's how you know that the world, the overall world, is really working. And Jamie, we're in our we're universe. Universe. The universe. Yeah. Well, I mean, this. Yeah. This is this is actually the Marvel <laughs> universe. universe. Yeah, exactly. But we were talking about this on the on the ride home about you know you were saying that like you were surprised that we didn't get some kind of stronger connection back to Earth. Well, I just at this point I feel like they make they take such pains to glue everything together and to show that we've really thought this out. Mm -hmm. And it's not like some movies that rhyme with Bamazing Miter-Man who like to just, like, stick something on to the end credits. And we'll figure it out later. Because people like end credit scenes, right? So we'll just, like, but, like, I feel like they actually take pains to be like, no, we really, from the beginning, have sat yeah, and thought this out. This out. 12 movies yeah, in and yeah, we exactly. have deviated very little from our original plan mm-hmm. so that everything really is tied strongly yeah. together. And so I, I, I was very surprised. I thought that's what the end credit sequence would be, would right. be the one thing that would then lead you into Avengers 2 or right. something like that. Some or connection show, back to Earth. Yeah, yeah. or yeah. show how Guardians was going to be tied into the greater right. overall. But then Daly had a really great yep. point about why they wouldn't do that. I was thinking that this is a movie that felt like the biggest risk to them. Um, you know, the, you know. again, on paper, this is a movie that about a talking tree and a gun-toting raccoon. And there was a better than, you know, average chance that 
a lot of audiences just wouldn't buy it. They just wouldn't get on board with it. This could be the bridge this too far be their first yeah. for Marvel. Failure. Yeah, exactly. And so you feel like you know that might have been them sort of attempting to play it safe or attempting to sort of you know cover their tracks a little bit so that if this thing just didn't work, if this thing just fell down oh, yeah. and nobody liked it, which I look, we literally At it's, thir- point, it's Thursday night. Have. I mean, it was a full theater. They all fucking loved it. All the reviews have been great. So I assume yeah. it's going to do I mean, very I think well this week. It's hard for us because we've been so excited for yeah. it for yeah. so long that it's we're, hard yes, to imagine we're in the bag other people already. aren't, exactly. you know, especially people who've been yeah. watching all the other Marvel movies. But this is them sort of saying if this movie doesn't work, like you could cut it loose. The only yeah. real connection we've had is the explanation of what the Infinity Stones are and right. like Okay, it ended up in the Nova Corps, and like you could literally have Avengers three starting with Thanos busting into the like busting into the Nova Corps building, stealing that one stone, and then heading to Earth. And then you could like if Avengers if uh, Guardians didn't work, that you know you could have ignored Guardians, and like that would have been enough to get you You know stick around Earth. Just cut that one out and continued with the rest of your. Thank God, no problem. Yeah, thank God, I don't think that's going to be the case. We're gonna. I mean, this is gonna. I think this is gonna work. Like, I think people are gonna be hungry for more. I was gonna say early word of mouth. I think is gonna lead this thing so well. Oh, absolutely. Even if people are still skeptical at this point. Like, oh well, James Gunn. Like, I don't really know James. Like, Chris Pratt. Who's Chris Pratt? You know. Yeah. Like, I think word of mouth is gonna drag this one. Absolutely, and I mean, and like I, I mean, I think at this point, I think it's probably good that the next Marvel movie after this is an Avengers movie because if it was just like Captain America fighting terrorism or something like that, then. That might feel too small after something like this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Like, having an Avengers movie right after this, like, keeps that scale kind well, of grand But it also, a I bit. think, would make it easier for people to ignore this one. Yeah. If, like, mm-hmm. oh, well, the tried and true character is about to come back, like, four months from now anyway, I'd be like, oh, well, I'm gonna get another Thor movie. Like, oh, I'll just skip the Guardians one, you know? Right. I'll wait to go see Thor, something I'm familiar with. Yeah, so right, it's nice yeah. that there's a nice long gap now. It's like, no, you should just go see Guardians. There's not gonna be another Marvel movie for a while. Technically, we, I mean, technically we have been in Marvel's version of Outer Space before with Thor. You know, Thor, they live on, uh, in another dimension, they're aliens, essentially, but this feels so different, you know? And I said this to Daily, I kept thinking, you know, when I was convinced that they were going to somehow tie it into the larger Marvel universe, every now and then there would be these, like, pauses where Peter's, like, facing down Ronan or something, but there's a big space between them, and you kind of wonder, like, how is he going to get out of this one? And you keep waiting for some sort of like deus ex machina thing to just drop from the sky to help mm-hmm. him. I really thought at some point, especially because they kept putting so much physical space between Peter and the person he was fighting, I kept thinking that at some point, like, Thor and Sif and whoever were just going to like drop down in between them just to be like, sup, you seemed like you needed help. You know, <laughs> so like it was kind of nice that... You know, because I figure Asgard's probably keeping tabs on everything anyway, especially yeah, when it comes yeah. to the Infinity Gems and the Collector and stuff like that. Yeah. So, knowing that they have entrusted him with things, which now that I know more about the Collector, I am I am a little bit disappointed in Asgard's choice of trustworthy guardians right. for their Infinity Stones. Like, dude, he keeps well, people in those things. Yeah, he, he keeps living objects in he those He also keeps Russian space dogs cages. in there. That's yeah. fucking amazing. And ducks. Yes. Okay. So now we have now we have to talk about this. Yes. Yeah. This is a spoilery podcast. We're assuming you've seen this movie. At the, you've that, seen the movie at this, at this point, point. You're smart enough to stay for all. Of if the for whatever parts. reason you're just listening to this and you haven't seen the movie, fucking go see this movie. But also don't listen to the next like three minutes because we got to talk about that post credit sequence. Yep. Which is talk about things that should not exist in movies. I can't believe they went with that. I, I mean, fucking I'm so, I'm so happy. fucking I they did. Who's? 
I mean, I'm assuming it was James Gunn's idea. Oh, it had but to be. Na- because that seems be. so James Gunn. Yeah. But now I want to know what the reception was. Like, first of all, had they said, like, okay, well, you know, we don't want to connect it to the larger Marvelverse just yeah. in case. So yep. do whatever you want for mm-hmm. the post credit sequence. Just make it isolated and not something that bridges to any other movie. I want to know at what point in the process he came up with this idea and whether or not they were and whether or not they were just like, yeah, sure, or if like he had to talk them into it or like what happened. Well, I need to know this back. I feel like it has I mean, there will certainly be lots and lots of talk and interviews about it in the next couple of weeks. I feel like it has it has to come out of just like idle speculation like just there's like I, i'm imagining basically like james gunn and some writers joss whedon even like just sitting around being like what else do you think what the collector's else, yeah, got the collect- he's got the russian space dog Seriously, what else might he have in there were just Who, like what else could we throw in there that would be great around ideas of like what they could put in cages in the background yeah exactly that would be like cool upon second or third viewing you know mm-hmm. that you're like oh hey look what he has or something and somebody jokingly says howard the duck yeah. And, like, it kind of makes sense when you think of all the other crap he's got in there. If Howard the Duck really existed in the Marvel Universe, of course the Collector would have it. He's joining the of Avengers. Of course. Yeah. yeah exactly. Howard the Duck is the next Avenger. Uh, Holy shit. Forget about yeah. Captain Marvel. Howard the Duck is now Marvel canon, ladies and gentlemen. This is <laughs> this is now, he is now a real character in but the I Marvel Universe. It, That's you, amazing. So it looks very different it's from the Howard animal. the Duck from the movie with which I am so, so, so familiar from my childhood. But when I just see this talking duck, I immediately just turned to Daily and I was like, oh my god, is that Howard the Duck? But then, like, I haven't even thought of Howard the Duck in years. But then they immediately, when they cut to black, they're like, Howard the Duck is a trademark of whatever. Yeah, they so, give credit to the creators of yeah, Howard the Duck, which is so, a great classic move. But so move. even if you don't know, who, but I also feel like that was a fail safe. Like, yeah, oh my yeah, god, if you don't get this so joke, many people yeah. who don't get our joke. So you immediately say who it is, but I really think there's still going to be a lot of people who don't get it. Cause Dude, I heard so, people behind yeah, us saying, so saying who is that? Around us were yeah. like, who is that? What? How are the... What? Yeah. But I, that's well, why I was like, oh my god, only a fraction of the audience is going to get it. But was, for that yeah. fraction, it's going to be amazing. And it wasn't even yeah. a matter of like people having to explain who Howard the Duck is. Like People were like, I don't get it. What was that? Why was there a duck? Like, the duck? I love that it's... Not only is it just a funny comic reference, yeah. but it's also such an 80s reference. Yeah, exactly. That is what and I was going to so say. Is, it's so would Star Lord know who Howard the Duck is? Yeah. If and the movie sense. Howard the Duck exists within the Marvel universe, then yes. Uh, well, I think it's probably that time. Heart of the Ghostbusters. Mm. Who is your Heart of the Ghostbusters? Who's your drinking buddy? Who oh, do you want? Who do you want to chill with? This was hard this time. This was hard. This was actually harder than last week. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I've got I mean, my answer. I mean, la- last week was hard because I don't give a shit about anybody. Yeah. Now you give a shit has, about everyone. This movie has so many, lo- like, lovable characters. lovable characters that mm-hmm. make an impression you give a shit about. Yep. Um, and who have nice arcs and who play well together. I don't know. Who wants to start? Tim. I okay. I Jamie. don't know oh, who Jamie. I want to pick. I just don't know if I need to differentiate between one version and the other. So I want Groot, but do I need to make a distinction between Big Groot and Little Tree Groot? No, you can. You Baby can just. Groot. You can. I mean, you can if you want to, but you can okay. just say Groot. I think I just want to say Groot, even though I really do love Baby Tree Dancing Groot. Does Groot have? Does Groot drink? Do you think? 
I mean, he drinks yeah. fountain water. Do you, like, yeah. well, you want to drink fountain water that's with gross. Groot? Well, he can drink fountain water, and I'll drink beer, and I'll laugh at Groot <laughs> while he drinks fountain water. That's I fine. just think he would be super fun to hang out with, because he would give me flowers. That's true. And he would give me cute little firefly things. Yep, that's true. And he would protect me if anything went terribly, terribly wrong, and he would do silly things and then grin at me like a child, mm-hmm. and it would be super cute and awesome, and he would listen to me talk. It'd be wonderful. All of those things are true. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I'm really torn. You can be torn. Because, like, I really wanted to be Star-Lord, because, well... You can do that. Okay. You can I pick the protagonist. There, there is no actual rule. The only reason I really want to do it is because I really just want him to be, like, a half... Star Lord half Andy Dwyer, which he basically I mean, is. He is, but also but there's like, the other side. I also for, we didn't mention this earlier, but I also really like the reveal at the end that Star Lord is like his mom's nickname. For yeah, him. exactly. It's really that. sweet that was because a it makes that whole little nickname. Yeah, and it also and it, it makes that whole Star Lord. It also okay. First of all, I think his th- insistence that people call, call him Star Lord. Yeah, exactly. And his disappointment when they won't. You yeah. know, it's not just ego. It's yeah. like no, he's really trying to make that his a identity. Thing. Exactly, and it also like I also think that it. Because he just, is the star. He did grow up to become a Star Lord in a way. It's yeah, like he can make it real, and then he can have a connection to her. And and I think it's also another clear indication that his mom totally knows she boned an alien. Oh, she did. You know? because yes. I she think says like your father was a creature because, of pure light. Yeah, she's trying and, to say your father's yeah. a creature of pure light, and people are like, stop, 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 stop. Yeah. So either they just think she's crazy and don't didn't want her to bring yeah. it up, or they know too and they don't want yeah. him to know. Yeah. That's also a very Zeus. Demigod yeah, stuff. a little bit, a little I bit. Mean, well, he could be Hercules. Well, I, mean, he, I, for, I forget, I forget which myth it is, but at some point, Zeus comes upon some maiden as a ray of light. Oh yeah, um, like that's. He did all kinds of things, wasn't he? Also well, a swan once. Yeah, I mean, he did yeah. everything. He's such a fucking creeper. Yeah. Well, no, um, but no, Tim. But... I think Star Lord's a good choice because I think he would be very fun to drink with. He oh, would sure. put all kinds of good songs on the jukebox. He yep. would be like exactly. grabbing random people and making them dance. Like he'd be super but, fun to drink. But with. the other side of it is there's Rocket. No one wouldn't want to drink with Rocket. Because though. Rocket yeah, we did is establish he's that he's a yeah. drunk. I, yeah. I that almost is picked true. Drax, but then I remembered he's a crappy drunk too. He, so like he's, he's a drunk dialer. Yeah. Yeah. You never want to hang out with Roman. Roman. So it's like I as much as I love Drax and I think he would be super fun to hang out with since the premise of this in generally I think Drax is a very like sweet nice person since the premise of this is who do you want to get a beer with I was like well you know what I don't want to drink with Drax that's a bad call yeah I, that's my only hesitation with Rocket is he seems so Rocket, fun Rocket's all the time drunk. other than when he's drunk yeah. apparently you yeah. make yeah. one little joke and he right? go off all the rails of a sudden, so yeah. yep the guns come out that's never a good thing <laughs> I'm I, I mean we'll go with Star Wars I suppose alright that's a fine choice uh, for me, there's no question. It's it's Yondo. It's Michael fucking yeah. Rooker. It's Michael fucking Rooker. I mean, that guy just seems so entertaining. He's got silver jagged teeth, and he hangs out with a bunch of weird ass people. The the guy who's his sort of like uh, lieutenant lackey. there, his Sean lackey, Gunn. yeah, yeah Sean Gunn. Idiot. That's James Gunn's brother. He actually did all of the rocket stuff physically on set. Like when oh, they was were he, like mocap, or he yeah, just he was, was doing like mocap. He was, uh, well, I think he was doing. St- he might have done both, actually. I'm not sure, but I know he was on set doing all of the scene work for Rocket, hmm. like so that people people would be acting That's with him awesome. in the scene. Yeah, and then they gave him. He, he got to play that scene, and he's great. He's 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 great too. But man, you know, Yondo for sure. He's he's got a fucking whistle whistle arrow and a mo metal mohawk, and yeah, but... he leads a 
army of pirates. He'll talk I mean, people out of eating you if they decide that's what exactly. they want to do. Exactly. He's got stories, man. you don't man. know what he's like when he's drunk. Maybe when he's drunk, he is leading the charge to eat He could you. be. Like, you I love know. his. I love his collection <laughs> of, like, dashboard yes. figurines yeah, and stuff. That's a great little character moment. It's like, I want to put those out there. Is he serious? Oh, he's yes. very serious. <laughs> yeah. No, he, I mean, he's got, that guy's got stories, man. Your friend tried to make it with the cow. <laughs> I want to party with you, cowboy. Hey, right, Bart. It's your turn now. It's like being the last one to order. I know. We you as much time as we could. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. I was dead set on Groot. Yeah. Because Groot is just so nice. And I'm like, I could see drinking with all of them together. Yeah. And if I had to pick one of the Guardians to drink with alone, it would either be Star-Lord, maybe. 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 He might get obnoxious. And I don't know if he's such a good wingman. Oh, no, um, I was going to say, he would Oh, he would totally steal everyone. a girl from me. Yeah, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That, that? And that's something I don't take. He would not be a good right, wingman. Right. You'd have to be his wingman. And Groot, no matter how, what your agreement right. was at the beginning. Groot feels like the ultimate wingman. And, and Groot is just yeah. so give awesome. flowers. Groot will get you the girl. Yeah. But, but beyond that, I think I'm not going to go with Groot after all. Who are you going to go with? Anyway, so I'm going with Groot as a, as a, like a backup. Yeah. But I'm going to go with a provisional, mm. as in... Just as he appeared in this movie, yeah, Thanos. Who? Because bold choice. Sir. You know what I mean? Like this Thanos. There's not a lot. Of, there's not a ton of megalomania going on. Thanos mm-hmm. doesn't want to have a drink with you. Thanos just wants to kill you. Yeah. Why would you go have a drink with Thanos? Okay. You know this who is, I want to have hold, a drink hold on, with? Hold on. Hold on. Wait. Whole pot. <laughs> <laughs> like, hold on. Wait a minute. Because, like I'm saying, this is very, very provisional. Yes. Okay. Provided that he doesn't want to kill me. Provided that I'm at a stage where I am comfortably having a drink with Thanos. Yes. Yeah. I think that would be awesome. But nobody gets to comfortably do anything with Thanos. He turned on Ronin in like a half second. Which is why it's provisional. Now, if all that stuff is not true anymore, then it's Groot. His children are people he has like kidnapped and tortured and then just like, you know pours out to people, people. Yeah. like when it suits him. I love his sort of... But Nobody I love his... just sits and has a drink with Thanos. I really like his look in this movie, though. It's yeah. not cartoony, but it also doesn't feel like they're trying to make him look super realistic. Like, right. there's, there's like something... There's no human in there. Yeah, yeah no, exactly. Comic character. Yeah, exactly. It feels very stylized, you yes. know? It's like, all of my favorite... It's superhuman. Yeah, it? exactly. Yeah. All, all of my favorite uh, motion capture... Uh, you know, CG animation film stuff like uh, Monster House, where it's you know they're not trying to make them look like real humans. They're using real humans to you know yeah. create the performance, right. but then they're creating stylized versions of those characters because otherwise you end up with Tom Hanks's soulless dead vacuum eyes in the Polar <laughs> Express. You know, uh, so oh. like I. I <laughs> And we broke Bart. Uh, so I love, I mean, I, I, I love that that... Wah, wah, face pump. Everybody, everybody drink. drink. It yeah. feels like, you know, it, it does. It feels like a, right out of a comic book. It feels not quite cartoony, but there's a animated quality to him see, that I love. See, that's what we were talking about last week. That's how you fucking walk that line. Yeah. Well, I think that certainly covers all of our bases for... Uh, Gaddians. For Gaddians of the Galaxy, as we say around these paths. Um, I really only have one 
thing that I want to chat about. And it's really it's a question to mm. ask you guys. Okay. Um, so this was a great movie set in outer space and all these sort of weird, you know, different planets and weird aliens and stuff like that. Uh, so there was a, a little snippet of an interview I saw with Simon West, who's a director. He did, like, Expendables 2. Um, but he also directed Con Air, which is... Really? Yeah, which is, you know, fantastic. That's Nicolas Cage and John Malkovich being John Malkovich and... Malkovich, Malkovich. Malkovich, Malkovich, Malkovich. And it's great. It's, it's, I mean, it's a fucking insane action movie. It's, like, totally over the top, but also, like, very self-aware in a way. Um, and, and, I, and I fucking love it. And someone asked him about making a sequel to Con Air, and he was like, yeah, I would love to make a Con Air sequel, but only if we could do something, like, really weird. And... Con Space. Yes, yeah. put it out in space. Like, I wanna, I wanna... It's, like, it's like Jefferson Airplane, Jefferson Starship. Yeah, exactly. He's like, I want to put it out in space Con and have Starship. all the convicts are, like, reanimated or, like, they're they're all robots or something like that. Like, just go fucking completely weird with it. They tried it, you know? that. It's called Jason X. Right. No, okay, so, so this is my question to you is, what other sequels would you like to see in space? Like, what what awesome what movies would you could you think of Mighty Ducks four? <laughs> <laughs> they could bring in Howard. <laughs> just end it there. Nothing will get better. That's yep. that's pretty uh, good. You win. I made a I made a yeah. short list here uh, of, of 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 thoughts. <laughs> uh, the I mean the first one that came to mind. So there was a long. There's been this sort of long Rocky pro- Seven. Rocky's on my list. Rocky totally on my list. <laughs> Rocky in space. Rocky in space. Also Rambo in space. Um, uh, but uh, escape. From, I mean, Escape from New York. They actually, you know, John Carpenter pitched this a couple times of having a third escape movie that was set like uh, in space on a space station or on the moon or something like that, um, which seems like the lux kind of a logical progression. And I kind of, I you know, we kind of got that that uh, Guy Pierce movie. Lockout is basically Escape from New York on a space station. You know what but... movie I'd like to see go back to space? What's that? Star Trek. <laughs> That'd be nice. That'd be quaint. For fuck's sake. Uh, so what is it? I have, I have uh, uh, Babe. Babe in space. Oh, that'd be space. awesome. I mean, look. That'd do the Raid 3 in Babe. space. I thought about the Raid in space. That is no very true. No, you know Godzilla did once go to space. Oh yeah. Oh Jesus. Uh, well, and it's he fought Ghidra on another planet once. It's interesting because that was another one of the interesting things that came out of Comic Con, which we didn't actually. One of the things we didn't talk about last week is Legendary is also going to do a uh, prequel reboot something of King Kong. It's it's a movie called. They're not they're not going to remake King Kong like yeah. King Kong goes to New York. It's all set on Skull Island, and it's people like discovering King Kong on Skull Island and That's getting trapped Jurassic or whatever. World. Yeah, basically. Um, but it's Legendary Pictures. Yeah. Who also own Godzilla. They own, they own fucking everything. I know. All the kaiju movies so are legendary. They now. could literally, theoretically, they could make a Godzilla King Kong crossover movie. Godzilla, we could get Godzilla King versus King Kong. Godzilla King Kong Pacific Rim crossover. Uh, th- look, nothing would make me happier. Well, <laughs> can you imagine that? <laughs> right, in space. In, in space. space. In space. Yes. In so space. I think we should get taken in space. Yeah. Take, take in two space. Take in, take in three space. space. Take in three space. <laughs> oh, I see what you did. Take in, uh, they, they, they missed their opportunity. There, Liam Neeson right? on Space Station. Um, I think, uh, look, Die Hard in space. I mean, oh, I, can't, I can't believe we haven't gotten Die Hard in space. Spider-Man. Right? Bring in the Venom. Uh, I think, uh, I really want to see Olympus Has Fallen in space. I want to <laughs> see... That would be Olympus Has Floated. Olymp- 
So we're getting a, an Olympus Has Fallen sequel. I no. think it's in Russia. I think it's like the president's on a trip in Russia and like similar, like he gets taken hostage what? or something. It's a, it's a similar setup, but it's in a different country or something like that. Is it like going to be an axe to the head? Yeah, I fucking hope so. But I want, I want Olympus Has Fallen in space. The spacier Lebowski? Uh, yeah. I, that's a good one. I like that. Uh, <laughs> Fast and the Furious on the moon. Where they're where they're racing mo- now, lunar hey, rovers. No, you know, you know, enough it, time, it they'll go to space. It, it it wouldn't be Fast and Furious. It would be Death Race Three. Yes, Death Which Race Three. Fantastic Moon Rally. Yes, <laughs> love it. I'm on. I'm on board. Uh, Roadhouse in space. Ooh, ooh. Dalton bouncing at a lunar space bar. Twin planets. Ooh, <laughs> well played indeed. Uh, over the top Stallone arm wrestles uh, in a space station. Somewhere he arm wrestles giant aliens and shit. Oh, uh, I think, and it seems like a logical progression to me. Sharknado three Andromeda. <laughs> <laughs> uh, any Tarantino movie, I don't care. Oh, uh, vampires! Just I just want Tarantino on on in space. I just want people saying Tarantino things on a space station. Twilight six, the moon. Oh, <laughs> Literally, it's Earth is the Twilight. Yes. Jaws in space. I don't know how that would work. Maybe the shark is a space shark. Space shark, maybe. Finally, the mummy in space. Oh, we had that. It was Prometheus. <laughs> yeah, same. I want like all. I, I think any of those. Dracula in space. Alf. Frankenstein Alf. in space. Alf. Alf in space. <laughs> I mean, look. You add in space to anything. Ninjas in space. Mad uh, Men yes. in space. All of all of the above. Yeah, Pathogen said, in space. I Moulin said, Rouge in I space. I you're staring at my DVD show. That's exactly what I'm doing right now. I can tell. <laughs> you know what it. could go to space reasonably well? What could go to space reasonably well? Justice League. Well, you know, and I was thinking about that too. Uh, you know, Batman in space, essentially, because I was thinking of Dark Knight. It's like, you wonder if, you know, how long it's going to take well, DC I mean, to make money. the same, well, pick the same you, route. You, you've got to bring in, uh, what's his name? The, the Martian guy, Mar- yeah, uh, the Martian Manhunter. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. So I mean, it's some. You wonder how long it's going to take them to get there. I mean, the the D- DC universe right now. I mean, certainly, Superman is an alien, and they're not shy. They didn't shy Green, away from that. Man, no, Steel. Lantern, Green Lantern. But this also, yeah, Green Lantern is already was spacey. Wonder yep. Woman is spacey. Yeah. So uh, we'll see. I mean, actually, most of the Justice League is fucking spacey. Basically, exactly. Yeah. I mean, look. At some point, the Justice League, you know, ideally would. Dark exist in the watchtower they would literally have a space station that they like hang yeah. out in yeah. so I mean we'll see I, I'm curious to see how long it takes them to get there you think you know? X-Men's gonna go to space I don't think so I would be doubtful only because I feel that feels like the next couple of X-Men movies are gonna remain period movies you know mm. so well if, I mean theoretically sending them to point... space would be well no no no, no. seems I mean, like antithetical to doing period movies well that's true but I mean theoretically at some point Magneto should build Avalon I wouldn't expect to see the X-Men go to space until they catch them back up to the present at some point. Muppets? Yeah, with the newer cast. Muppets in space? We had Muppets from that, space. That already is that one. Was not, it was unfortunate in many ways. Yeah. Which is, that movie makes me sad, like, you know, on seven different levels. Because, first of all, it's Muppets and Aliens, and it's a movie about Gonzo, who's my favorite Muppet. Like, I, every, I should love everything about that movie, and everything about that movie makes me sad. Oh. Uh, it's, it's a shame. Princess Bride. In space, I think you win, sir. I think you're the winner. I won with the first one. Yeah, it's oh, true. Absolutely. It's true. Final thoughts on Guardians. Is this all right? You know what? I'm going to pose this question. Was this the best Marvel movie? I I mean, it's really fun. Yeah, 
I think Captain America 2 is still the best one. I'll say this is the funnest one. That's okay. a good way to describe I it. Mean, is it that mo- is a great way to describe it, actually. Is, is this the most enjoyable Marvel movie? It, I think it was probably a toss-up between this and Avengers for me. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, I think for me it's be between this Avengers or Cap 2, but I was going to say for me the issue is that as much as I love this movie, to be the best Marvel movie, I feel like I need it to be something that's more connected to the larger universe. Yeah. Like, I just need yeah. it to be something Give that's more... Give it a couple more years. Yeah. yeah. The thing is that it will be. And yeah. it, it, well, but right now it isn't. And yeah. so right now it it does, while it's a wonderful movie, it feels very standalone. And so I have a hard anyway. time picking it as the greatest Marvel movie because I want something that is more integrated. Anyway, the point I was trying to make is not whether it is actually the best Marvel movie. Yeah. It's the but fact that, that I... It's the, the fact that I can oh, pose that question yeah. and we can talk about it. Yeah. No, totally. And it can Go be in see the it. conversation and no, it can exactly. be in contention. And yes. I think... I said, I, I think... Uh, I like Cap 2. I, I mean, I think Cap 2 is probably... Because I think it's just an incredibly well-made movie. Yeah. Um, on on that, really I'll, every level. Once I see it, I'll make judgment. Oh, yeah, For no. me, so far, this is the... Funnest of the Marvel yeah. movies. Well, I mean, uh, the thing that I love about Avengers is that you know fun. we can just funnest throw movie. no funnest. You were right the first time. Fun. Go with funnest. That's okay. the best way to describe this movie. Uh, I, I, the thing we love about Avengers is that Avengers is a movie that we can just we can just throw it on anytime. Drop mm-hmm. a hat. Oh, yeah, Avengers sure. is on. Let's watch this for the next hour. Or well, there's nothing. We, what do we want to watch? Ah, there's nothing really on. Well, we'll watch Avengers. You know, this feels very much in that vein. Uh, recently, Iron Man 3 has been in that vein as well because it's been oh, on yeah. HBO a lot. So it's just like, oh, well, there's nothing really on. Oh, but Iron Man 3 is on. All right, let's watch Iron Man 3 for a while. This feels like a movie that we could just throw on anytime, that we will just watch over and over and over yeah. again. Uh, and Cap 2 probably isn't that, you know? Like, I feel like you need to be sort of in the right mindset to sit down and pay attention to well, really more, appreciate Cap more 2. more serious. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, I, I, mean, I, think, I mean, I think it's a, you know, it's a more compelling film in that way. Oh, yeah. But... Even though I think Cap Two is a better movie, I think this is probably going to get a lot, much, a lot more replay value in our house. Well, see, that was the thing about this is that so you have all these other Marvel un- these Marvel movies that rely very heavily and lean very heavily on other Marvel movies. Yeah, this is the first one that really stands pretty much by itself. Yeah, in a mm-hmm. while. Mm-hmm. I mean, it really is. Oh yeah, no, you. I mean, and you can literally walk into this movie blind. Like, you don't need to know the Marvel backstory. Right. You don't need to know anything. You could have and not seen any of the Marvel movies up until now, I, I, and you don't need any of that knowledge yeah. in order to appreciate well, that, this movie. And I feel like there's people in the theater tonight where that probably could have been the case. Oh sure, not tonight. I don't know. Well, well yeah. but yeah, the um, ratio of people who knew to stay after the credits was you know that well, was I mean, positive. I was standing in that line waiting for you guys to all show up, and I was like, I'm surrounded by fat white bearded guys <laughs> there's no way like wearing marvel t-shirts yeah, there well, were a lot I, of I was like surprised by the amount of people that actually did leave before the credit there's i was, like, I was just sitting there like that. have you people never been to a marvel no there's always people who are just like yeah they don't give a shit they want to go home and yeah, it's like yeah, they'll they'll find it online later it'll be on youtube all right well i think that just about wraps it up for us uh thank you jamie thanks for hanging out talking you're guardians welcome. you're the best uh, Tim, nice to have you around. Yeah, uh, you know, come on, come on back again next time you're not in Ohio. <laughs> we can watch long. The Hobbit. Yeah, yeah. Come <laughs> no, on. we're not come ever watching that again. Come back for round three of The Hobbit. Oh Ugh. God, Tim, you have uh, I have Instagram, tweet, yeah, Instagrams, and I'm, not, I'm to plug. not a Twitter person, but I'm an Instagrammer. Yeah. Um. So follow me at that Cape Kid is 
mine. What are you What are you Instagramming it, these it, days? It is mostly automotive. Things. Mostly automotive. Automotive. Yes. I I've tried to keep it limited to my other account. Yeah. But mostly still automotive things. Nice, excellent. Well, so if you're if you're a car guy, check out that cape, that cape kid on Instagram. Uh, Bart and Jamie, you're you know you're hanging out. You internet myths, you. Yeah, you're 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 in the shadows. Mm-hmm. You can of course follow me uh, at Daily Screening uh, on Twitter or uh, Facebook uh, and the website DailyScreening.com, and uh, of course follow the uh, the podcast here at SoundCloud and uh, at iTunes. Um, next week, I think we will be talking Ninja Turtles. <gasps> I don't want to. I don't want to. I mean, I could be here for that. It's very, it's very slim pickings next week. We have another. So Jamie and I are going to Atlanta this weekend for a wedding. We have another wedding next week, uh, which is local at least. We don't have to travel, but uh, there's going to be a lot of people in town. It's going to be a busy week. So, um, so we'll we'll see how the scheduling works out. I'm hoping we're going to have some some fun guests next week. Um, but, uh, maybe, maybe, hopefully, hopefully we'll have fun guests and we'll be talking Ninja Turtles because I think it's, I think it's going to make for an entertaining podcast if nothing else. Um, but if not, maybe we'll go, maybe we'll delve into an oldie. You're driving. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're drinking. I'm drinking. Yes. We've had fun talking. I hope you've had fun listening. Have a lovely evening and a fantastical tomorrow. <laughs>